Welcome to this episode of the Body Beautiful Podcast. In this episode, we dive into the depths of our spiritual diets and their origins, exploring the critical question posed by the Lord, what are you eating and from whose table? As we navigate through the spiritual journey, we'll examine two distinct tables, the Lord's table and Jezebel's. Join us as we uncover the telltale signs that reveal whether we're feasting at the Lord's table, nourishing our souls with the fruit of the Spirit, divine wisdom and wholeness, or succumbing to the temptations of Jezebel's table, laden with sinful desires which can lead us astray. This eye-opening teaching will equip you with tools you need to discern the source of your spiritual sustenance and guide you toward a more fulfilling and righteous path. Don't miss this transformative episode that will leave you reflecting on the true essence of your spiritual diet. Let's jump in. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Body Beautiful broadcast, where our purpose is to beautify the body of Christ, spirit, soul, and body. It's time to get the bride prepared for the return of our soon coming King. Well, I'm Minister Allegra, and I'm always so happy and excited to be here with you. And of course, I'm excited to be here with you because of who is here with me. He is none other than Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is the host of the show, and I am his co-host. Hallelujah. Well, if you are joining us for the very first time, we'd like to take this time to thank you for joining us and to welcome you in the name of the Lord, and we pray that you will be blessed. If you are a return listener, Welcome back, guys. We're always so thankful that you have made us part of your teaching routine. All right, everybody, grab your Bibles, pen, papers, pencils, tablets, whatever it is that you use to take notes, because we're going to get into this teaching. But before we do, let us pray. Father in heaven, we glorify you, God. Blessed be your name. We magnify you. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. You are an amazing God. You are the almighty God. You are El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless you. We worship you. I thank you, Lord, for the life-giving words that you are teaching us, God. I thank you for the conviction of the Holy Spirit in these teachings to help us see your ways. Father, I thank you for the revelation and for the insight. I thank you for the correction so that we can walk in the paths that you have prepared for us and made ready for us to live. Lord, I pray that each person that's assembled here today genuinely has an ear to hear what you are saying to us at this time. And not only ears to hear, but hearts to receive and to act, to move their feet on the very thing that you were saying and to make the transformations so that we are truly transformed into the image of your dear son. God, I just thank you for the word. I thank you for the anointing. And this teaching shall go unfor- shall go forth unblocked, unstopped by any demonic force in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, wow. Okay. So we are in this series. We're continuing in the series fitness God's way. We're in the segment of what are you eating? And so the Lord is talking to us and helping to helping us identify 
Whose table are we partaking from? Are we partaking from the Lord's table? Or are we partaking from Jezebel's table, a table that is riddled with food sacrificed to idols? And so in our modern thinking, we may think I'm not eating food sacrificed to idols. And we may think that we're fine, that we're always eating from the Lord's table and the Holy Spirit is here to let us know, let me show you where you actually are partaking from Jezebel's table, where you are partaking of foods that are sacrificed to idols and what they actually look like in your life. Amen. So prayerfully, as I prayed that we're each taking this and we're acting on the word and we're sitting before the Lord and saying, okay, I heard what was said on this broadcast. Can you show me, Lord? I want you to show me. I'm going to, I'm going to be bold. <laughs> I am going to be bold and ask you, Lord, show me, reveal to me, reveal to me the strongholds, reveal to me the idols, reveal to me where I am in control. I say that you are in control. I say, oh, God's in control, but yet I'm the one who's in control of my life. Lord, show me. This is, this is, this is relationship, right? This helps us to go deeper in our relationship with the Lord as we sit and we have these conversations with him. I promise I promise you, I do this daily with him. I sit with my coffee. I'm like, okay, Lord, what does this look like today? <laughs> right? And I'm always shocked what he shows me because in this walk, we have never truly arrived. We get to different levels. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so we've been looking at Romans chapter eight, uh, verses six and seven. And I believe we're going to stay on that again today. Um, we're looking at that in the King James version, the passion translation, as well as the amplified classic translations. Okay. So make sure you have those translations available to you. Um, you can always pull it up on the U version Bible app, uh, in the comparison feature as I walk through those, um, those, through those scriptures, um, with you along with the Holy spirit. Okay. And so starting from the King James version, Romans chapter eight, verses six and seven <clears throat> for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God. And for it is subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be or rather, I'm sorry, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Amplified. Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit is death, death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. That is because the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God. For it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And finally, the Passion Translation. For the mindset of the flesh is death. But the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. 
And so, um, so yeah, we're kind of hitting really hard on this and it's necessary. Um, this is one of those, those areas where we need for the Lord to shake us, right? We need for him to shake us. We need for him to show us where we have been deceived and where we are living in deception. So if I hit hard on these things, it is what it is. Okay. I am not going to apologize for it. Um, so we've been looking at, you know, some examples that we're looking at for, you know, to illustrate Romans eight verses six and seven, we've been looking at, you know, habits such as smoking. We've been looking at habits such as eating and eating, not, you know, not eating what we should be eating, right. Overindulging because it's the thing to do. I know here in the, in the United States, right. Um, actually most feasts around the, uh, most, um, celebrations, holidays around the world are centered around feasts. There's an abundance of food. Um, but I will specifically talk about, um, here in the United States, right. In November, we have Thanksgiving and you know, that around 1 p.m., 1 or 2 p.m., if you're on social media, all of a sudden your newsfeed is going to be filled with everybody's Thanksgiving plates, with pictures of everybody's Thanksgiving plates. And everybody's plates are always overflowing. And it's celebrated that look how much I have on this plate, look what I have on this plate, right? overindulgence and it's celebrated that I have on my stretchy pants today, or I'm wearing, you know, jogging pants or pants that have a tie waist because people don't want to be dealing with belt buckles and zippers and buttons because the plan is to overeat. That's an acceptable, it has become acceptable in our culture in the United States for that. Okay. And so the Lord brings things like that to mind to show us where society says it's acceptable, but for him, it is not. It's overindulgence where the Lord is calling for moderation, right? In our lives, the Lord is calling for moderation. He is calling for us to, cause he knows how the body works. He is calling for us to eat things that will help to enhance the natural functions of our bodies and not to slow it down. He is calling for us to eat foods and even drink, you know, plenty of water. There are people who will not drink water, but they will drink sodas all day long. And not realizing that those sodas are slow, not only slowing down their metabolism, it's causing them to gain excess weight. It's putting them at an increase for different types of cancers, definitely putting them at an increase for diabetes, putting them at an increase for liver failure or kidney failure, because those are the filtration systems of the body and they're not able to function properly, right? All that excess sugar is causing inflammation 
So if you're dealing with any kind of arthritis or you're dealing with, you know, tendonitis, any kind, any itis is an inflammation. So if you're dealing with any kind of inflammation in your body, that excess sugar is exacerbating the situation, not helping it. Okay, did you know that sugar is as addictive as heroin? Sugar is as addictive as heroin, if not more addictive. And this is exactly why manufacturers put, food manufacturers put excessive amounts of sugars into their food. Just about anything that you eat has added sugars in it because they want you to keep buying that thing. Right? Do you know how many people, I'm just going to go there, how many people who have died of diabetes, the cemeteries are filled with people who have died of diabetes, who knew the truth of what they should be eating and what they should not be eating, yet dug their heels in and continue to eat what they ate because they wanted what they wanted and they liked what they liked. Why as Christians, why as believers, why as, as the body of Christ, will we agree with a death cycle? Would we agree and come into partnership with things that bring us death instead of the one who has provided for us the way and the path to life. Because we want what we want. That's digging in our heels. That is a carnal mind. And this is one of those things that the Lord is saying, oh no, that's an idol. We are dealing with this. If I've ruffled your feathers, good. Maybe it's time to go into the cabinets and clear out all of that junk food. Go into the refrigerators, clear, clear out all of that, all of those sugary drinks and start drinking some more water. Choosing the path to life. This episode is sponsored by Living Free and Fierce. Hey, beloved, have you ever felt like you're juggling way too many things, too many balls in the air, trying to keep everyone else happy but forgetting about yourself in the process? Or perhaps you've been feeling disconnected, not just from those around you, but from God and even yourself. If so, I want you to know that you're not alone. And more importantly, there is a way forward. I'm thrilled to announce to you that I'm hosting a special pop-up session this Thursday, November 16th, to introduce you to the Shape Pillars. This is a transformative, Holy Spirit-led approach to living a life that's free, fierce, and full of the abundant life of God, spirit, soul, and body. The Shape Pillars are all about spirituality, hobbies, and heart, abundance, personal development, and exercise. And they're about reconnecting with God 
taking time to play, embracing abundance, celebrating yourself, and rediscovering what brings you joy. But more than that, they're about recognizing that you are a priority and that your dreams, your health, your joy, and your your spiritual journey are not just important, but essential. This is about working with God to restore and establish his divine order in your life, spirit, soul, and body. And that it's not just okay to put yourself first, but necessary if you want to live a life that's full, abundant, and true to to who God says that you are. In this pop-up session, I'll be giving you a taste of what the shape pillars are, and we'll be discussing what each pillar represents, why they're important, and how they can help transform your life. And that's not all. Following the pop-up session, we'll be running a five-day shape challenge starting on Sunday, November the 19th. And each day we'll spotlight one of the pillars, giving you practical tips, insights, and exercises that you can start implementing right away. I truly believe that the shape pillars could be the key to unlocking the life that you've been dreaming of. So, If you're ready to start prioritizing yourself and living a life that's full, abundant, and true to who God says that you are, then I invite you to join me for this transformative journey. Sign up now to receive more details on how to join this pop-up session and the five-day challenge. The sign-up link is right here in the show notes. I am so excited about this, and I cannot wait to meet you and embark on this journey with you. Fitness God's Way. (laughs) Fitness God's Way, the segment that we're in of this series is what are you eating and whose table are you partaking from? Are you partaking? The Lord is asking, are you, are you sure you're eating from my table? Are you eating from Jezebel's table? And, um, he's calling us to account. Yeah. You know, he's helping to identify these areas where we're, you know, what it looks like to be partaking from Jezebel's table. And as I said, her table is one um, where the foods are foods sacrificed to idols. So what that looks like, potentially what that could look like in our lives and our homework, our assignment, our daily assignment is to go before the Lord, not just hear this and say, oh, okay. Um, But to actually take this and go before the Lord and say, Lord, please show me. Please show me where I am partaking from the devil's table, from Jezebel's table. And what way does it look like in my life that I'm partaking of food that are sacrificed to idols? Okay. Um, And so we've been looking at Romans chapter eight, verse six and seven. Again, the translations that I'm using KJV, which is the King James, the Amplified um, Translation, as well as the Passion Translation. And so um, I'm not going to read them right now. I've been reading them all week. Hopefully you've been following along. So write down the scriptures if you're new. Romans Romans chapter 8, verse 6 and 7. And the three translations are the King James, the Amplified, and the Passion Translation. And so in looking at those two verses... Um, they're really saying that the flesh seeks to do its own will. The flesh seeks its own will and not the will of God. It refuses to yield and submit 
to God's desires. Okay. And so as we're in this place of, you know, what are you eating from? So yeah, we talked about smokers, people who, you know, know that smoking is detrimental to their health, but yet will continue to do it anyway, because they want their cigarette. And so we've been, we've been looking a lot at the whole eating component, right? Where people are eating things that they should not be eating, even if it's contributing to debilitating conditions in their bodies. And I'm talking to you believers. I'm talking to you Christians. This is who the Lord is talking about. It's not that he doesn't care about the heathen. He does. But this ministry is about beautifying the body of Christ. So I'm talking to the body of Christ, right? Because we have a standard and our standard is the will of God. Our standard is the word of God. We can know the Father's will because it's his word. We can know the Father's will if we take the time to sit down and talk with him and have these hard conversations with him where we are bold enough to say, Lord, can you really show me this? This is how we know the will of the Father. Relationship. And then responding, which means that we have an absolute choice if we want to yield our hearts to the Lord or if we want to continue on our way and live with the carnal mind. Okay, so we're talking about this whole eating and, and, and you know, other lifestyle choices. And the Holy Spirit said the other, other day, he said, as far as he's concerned, you have two. You either have a lifestyle or you have a death style. And a death style is anything that is going to lead you towards sin and death and continue you on that path. The lifestyle is what he is saying and what he is promoting, anything that's going to lead you to life and soul peace. And so we looked at Romans 8, verse 6 in the Amplified Translation. It says, now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. Okay, and so here's the question. There's two questions that the Lord is asking. Did God call you, number one, to an unhealthy lifestyle? The answer is no. The other question is, is the Lord approving of an unhealthy lifestyle for you? And the answer is still no. So if we now know that the answer to those two questions is no, then what decision are we going to make to make a change? Or are you willing to make a change? I will say this, if you know that the father's heart regarding this is no, and you make a decision to continue down that path of unhealthy lifestyles, you are in rebellion, flat out. You are in rebellion. If you are making the decision to allow your cravings, your desires to continue you on that path, then you have made those desires your God. That is idolatry.
And so I've given some examples of how people are living lifestyles or death styles, as the Holy Spirit has said. They know the changes that they should make and they don't. I even have family members and this, this is heart wrenching. I have family members. I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit on the things they need to make, you know, the changes that they need to make in their diets and in their activities. And I will tell them, okay, so I recommend that, you know, you add more of this into your diet. You take this out of your diet, right? You need to increase that, decrease that. You need to increase your activity here. These are some ways you can do it. Now I charge for my services, but with these family members, I am willing to do it without charge. And maybe that's part of the issue because <laughs> sometimes there is no transformation without transaction. Let's just, you know, it is what it is. But I make these recommendations and it's disregarded. It's despised. Until there is a crisis. And then when there's some kind of medical crisis, now my phone is ringing. Allegra, can you tell me what I need to do for this? Allegra, can you tell me what, what was it that you were saying before? The thing is the Holy Spirit, and I'm not even just talking about my 20 years, 20 plus years of expertise. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit telling me, let this person know that they need to pull the sugar out of their diet. Let this person know that they need to increase their water uptake. Let this person know that they need to do at least 10 minutes of activity, even if it's just walking. They don't have to run, just walk 10 minutes a day. Let this person know that this food that they're eating, those, that processed food, that diet of regular diet of processed food that they're eating, fast food, is corrupting their insides. I'll let them know. And I'll try to say it with as much urgency as I can. And it's not heated. But then a crisis comes. And there have been times where I've said, um, you probably noticed that I stopped bothering you about it because you weren't listening. And the Lord will do that to us as well. You know, it lets us know in the word and scripture that, you know, the Lord will leave you to your reprobate mind. He will give you warning after warning, after warning, after warning, after warning. But if you continue to be rebellious, guess what? We have a choice. And it's like Elijah said to the Israelites, how long are you going to hop and jump between two opinions? How long? And so that's what the Lord is asking us. How long are you going to hop between two opinions? If God is God, then follow God. But if Baal is God for you, then follow Baal. You need to make a decision.
We've got to make a decision who we're going to serve in every aspect. What is it? I, I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So then whatever you eat or drink or whatever you may do, do it all for the honor and glory of God. Are you honoring God with what you put in your mouth? Are you honoring him by revering the body which he made fearfully and wonderfully by monitoring what you put into it? Wow, wow, wow. This is really hard hitting, guys. Okay, so now it's time for our Selah moment. This is where we're going to pause and think about what we just covered. In the first two segments, God is showing us how and where we've been deceived. We explore the parallels between the natural and spiritual aspects of our lives as we examine ways that we overindulge in the wrong things because it's socially acceptable and celebrated. However, it's not okay with God. These parallels to the natural versus spiritual were drawn so that we can see how they play out. The deception is that they're different from each other, but they're actually not. We've just separated them out in our minds. So in the natural, we asked, is what you're eating enhancing your body's natural function according to God's design or is it slowing it down? But when we look at the, sp the spiritual aspect of this, what are you consuming and overindulging on the wrong thing, such as social media, video games, entertainment, gossiping, partying, sexual immorality. Are you a workaholic? Are you showing up more for others than you are for yourself and taking care of yourself, etc.? The list goes on. Or are you feasting regularly on the word of God in the presence of God? And are you regularly seeking the presence of God outside of scheduled church services? These are some of those things that we need to ponder. In segment two, we face the call to account from God, acknowledging that our flesh often seeks its own will instead of God's. And we discuss the concept of a lifestyle versus a death style and asked ourselves if we're truly honoring God with our bodies and how we treat them. So this week, intentionally sit down with the Holy Spirit and ask him the following six questions. Now, since this is a podcast, you can always hit pause to write down the questions. All right. First question. Lord, please show me where I'm partaking from Jezebel's table and in what way does it show up in my life? How and where am I partaking of food sacrificed to idols? Third question, did God call me to an unhealthy lifestyle? Is God approving of an unhealthy lifestyle? Am I honoring God with my body and how I treat it? And am I living a lifestyle that is honoring to God or a death style in any way that is leading me to destruction. All right, guys, now let's get ready for an exciting segment number three. In the next segment, we're going to continue focusing on the not so obvious areas of carnal desires that have become acceptable in our minds yet are still rooted in idolatry, pride, and rebellion. We'll dig even deeper and ask ourselves who and what we are led by. And we'll also explore practical everyday ways to engage God in our lives so that he can shift us into his lifestyle plan for each of us. And as we ask these questions, we'll also seek to uncover the root and the origin of the why behind our choices. 
So buckle up guys, and let's dive into this challenging yet transformative journey to living a life that is pleasing to God. Let's resume. All right, so we're in the series, Fitness God's Way. Right now, we're in the segment where God is asking us, what are you eating? Whose table are you partaking from? Are you partaking from Jezebel's table, which is riddled with food sacrificed to idols? Or are you eating, are you partaking from the Lord's table? And he's taking the time to break this down so that we can actually see what it looks like in our lives. Because a lot of times we think we're fine. You always hear me say, we don't know what we don't know, but Holy Spirit, who's one one of his main jobs is to convict us of sin. He is letting us know what is there that is unknown to us, amen? So that hopefully we will respond to what he is showing us and that we will make the decisions to partner with him rather than partnering with all of these other idols and spirits that have parties at Jezebel's table. Yeah. All right. So in this area, we have been in Romans eight. And so we've been looking at, let me, I'm sorry, Romans, where are we? (laughs) Romans eight. Yes. <laughs> My Bible page actually flipped, um, accidentally flipped on me. All right. So we're, where we're supposed to be. So we're in Romans eight and we've been looking at verses six and seven, the past couple of sessions and the translations, the three translations that we have been using have been the King James version, the amplified, um, translation as well as the passion. And so I'll read those three for you right now. <clears throat> In the King James, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be the amplified translation. Now the mind of Christ, now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy spirit is death. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. That is because the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God, for it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And then finally, Romans 8, 6, and 7 in the Passion Translation, for the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. All right. Now, so for those two verses, What they're saying to us is that the flesh seeks its own will and not the will of God. Okay. It refuses to yield and submit to God's desires. Again, the flesh seeks its own will and not the will of God. It refuses to yield and submit to God's desires. And so we've spent quite a bit of time looking at 
um, two different types of habits that we may have um, in the body of Christ and specifically looking at them because I know folks are probably like, well, why are you talking about smoking and eating? Why aren't you talking about, you know, homosexuality or adultery or anything like that? Because those are the ones we cherry pick, right? Those are the ones that we focus on all the time, but yet some of the more subtler ones that where we have allowed and accept it, God is saying, no, we're gonna deal with these two because this is also dealing with idolatry. This is also partnering with spirits of rebellion, okay? And so this is why the Lord said, we're gonna deal with these, yeah? Okay, so yeah, so we were talking about, you know, smokers in the body of Christ. Because remember, I'm addressing the bride. And so these are those who refuse to quit because they like their cigarettes and they're going to continue doing it. Even though the Lord may tell them, I want you to quit. They won't. They dig in their heels. Yeah. And so we've also been looking at, you know, eating the types of things we should be eating versus the types of things that we should not be eating. You know, are we overeating? Um, and you know, things that are, that are detri we know are detrimental to our health. And I made a really graphic statement in, um, the last session or two sessions back where I said, you know what? The cemeteries are filled with people who died of diabetes, who actually knew the truth of how they should change their activity and how they should change what they were eating but they refused to do so because they like what they like and they were just going to continue in it. Something that can shift their life for the better. They rather partner with the thing that was going to lead them to death. And the mindset a lot of times for people is, well, we're all going to die anyway, but you don't have to die like that. We should, leave this earth when our assignments are done, not before that. Each of us have come into this earth with a purpose. We were created for purpose. We each have an assignment and we should only be leaving when it's done. Like Moses, his assignment was done. At 120, it says in Exodus that his eyes abated not. His health, he was still in really good, you know, form. His mind was really clear, but his assignment was done. And the Lord told him, come over here to this mountain and give up the ghost. Done. His assignment was done. That's how we should be leaving the earth. Not because we have continually made poor choices and partnered with those things. Right? and dug our heels in with that. I had another conversation with somebody. I mentioned this the other day on, on the broadcast. And even after that, another conversation, very similar. So where I'm talking to somebody, they're asking me about nutrition. They're asking me about what should they be eating. And so I listed it out. Do you know what their response to me was? Well, I like my preservatives. <laughs> It was one of those moments where I just looked at the Lord and he, he motioned to me, just hold your peace. Don't, don't say anything. Relax. Take a breath. Right. 
Because there are things that the Lord says to us and because we like what we like, we continue with it. That's an example of how the flesh is seeking its own will and not the will of God and refusing to yield and submit to God's desires. Who and what are we led by? So this is something, you know, I like giving assignments because I, I, I like to make this practical, right? Where we can take these things and we can sit before the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I need for you to show me this. So here are some things that you can ask God. One, before you make your grocery list for this week, ask God, what would you have me put on my shopping list this week? And wait for him and write down what he tells you. Yes, he is concerned about your shopping list. Why? Because what you pick up at the grocery store is the thing that you're going to consume at home. And it's the thing that you consume at home that is going to be either a help or a detriment to your health and to the strength of your body. He desires for you to live long and strong. So, okay, Lord, what should, what would you have me put on my grocery list this, uh, this week? And then ask him the question, what should I make to eat and how do I prepare it? Because he is a master chef. He will give you different and unique ways to prepare a dish that you've been preparing all along. And he'll just say, tweak this, put this in and you eat it like it's a brand new meal because it is, it is off the chain. He's been doing that for me a lot lately. I'm like, Lord, I need something new to fix. And he's been, give, he's been giving me recipes. Okay. And then I also want you to ask him too, Holy Spirit, do I overeat? And if I do, why? All right. Ask him to show you the root. One thing that he did with me I didn't realize that my portions were a little bit out of control for a while. I said, Lord, am I overeating? He said, yeah, you are. I said, well, why? He said, because you're eating too fast. So you're not giving your, your, because I'm always on the go. So I'm like eating in between sessions and eating in between, you know, this or eating in between that. So I'm just, you know, even though the choices of foods are good, the amount was not because I was eating so fast. He said, I need you to slow down all the way down. And when I started doing that, he made, I started seeing some changes. I had a client who asked the Lord this and the Lord revealed if she overeats and why the Lord revealed to her, the reason why she overate was out of a spirit of poverty and lack. From when she was little, if you didn't get into the kitchen to eat, to get your food, to eat quick enough, you didn't get that much food. So as an adult, she still participates with that and she's overeating. And the Lord's saying it was from a spirit of poverty and lack. And once he revealed that, she's been able to make some changes. So let's ask the Lord these questions. We're going to end here and I'll see you at the next broadcast. Until then, remember you're beautiful to God and you're his beloved. Be blessed.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Body Beautiful Podcast. But before you go, there are three quick things that I want you to do. First, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for new episodes every week. And connect with us here and on our social media platforms to keep the conversation going and share with us your journey and testimonies. It'll be so awesome to see you there. The quick links are right here in the show notes. Second, don't be a stranger. Head on over to our website at www.thebodybeautiful.org and join our community of kingdom bodybuilders by signing up to be a part of our exclusive mailing list. You'll be the first to know about upcoming workshops, events, exclusive merch, and all the latest buzz related to the Body Beautiful mission. And finally, while you're at our website, don't forget to pick up a copy of my latest book, beautiful and beloved 31 day day devotional. It's the perfect way to help you embrace your beauty, value, and worth to God and know that you are truly his beloved. And that's at www.thebodybeautiful.org. Well, that's it for now. So until next time, guys, always remember that you are beautiful to God and you are his beloved. Be blessed. Thank you.